so now that the new year is uh, approaching we see lot of parties being thrown lot of organization of uh, dinners and lunches and meetings get togethers etc happening if we look at the conversations they are very interesting many people like to talk about what happened in the year what they are looking forward in the upcoming new year which is very good but at the same time if we look at the table and see the kind of food which is being served most of the cases it is what we call as a fast food sometimes call as junk food or things like pizza burgers and things so when it comes to young india what kind of food are we consuming and what kind of beverages if you see from the lassi and the uh, chaas days to thumbs up coca cola and other things how are things moving when it comes to food and the youth of this country Welcome to 13. 13 is a podcast about being and creating. In this podcast, we acknowledge the mundane and celebrate the everyday. Here, we interact, read and share our experiences with an intent to be and to create. Your hosts for today are Prasanna and myself Shantesh. Let's get started. So, Shantesh, uh i know that there is a possibility of we trying to judge things we trying to come back uh, from a old way of looking at things and all but still i would say at the risk of sounding that i would still think that the way uh, we are going with the uh, instant food uh, for from coming from swiggies of the world and zomatos of the world uh, i think we are slowly slowly moving towards fast food which is faster than the previous fast food and which is making it more unhealthy in a way you can say so people like to watch videos of uh, uh, good cooking in a maybe a nawabi style lucknowi style etc on youtube but when it comes to ordering their food they prefer to go on swiggy it's not just the fast food uh, but most likely all the food that you are kind of getting now nowadays outside is something which we will have to really question and look at there are two aspects to it one is what we were talking about in our previous podcast about instant gratification that it immediately suffices our sensorial pleasures food has no longer been to suffice your hunger but the taste buds and therefore we have kind of gotten addicted to that the second aspect of food is that how quickly it makes you addicted that you start making that your regular diet you start eating the junk on a day to day basis without realizing that how is it affecting you and that reminds me of one of the uh, earlier conversations in one of the previous podcasts that we had <clears throat> uh about in in one of i don't remember the exact episode but we were talking about the history of masala dosa so if you just mm. take the lineage of that that potatoes were non native species particularly to this subcontinental region and they were added uh, to a masala dosa dosa being a sort of more traditional with a his, history of about 1400 years and then to that they were added because dosa used to be puffy and it it was called as indian pancake and then mashed potatoes is something which came from the british and the potatoes were brought in uh, by the colonies itself so slowly from a diet which was traditionally sort of rooted to whatever is grown and cultivated within your region 
now became with including certain non-native vegetables or ingredients basically slowly then during the war uh, during the world war one i think when uh, there was shortage of potatoes they started adding onions and then a little bit of spices and then a lot of people were objecting to eating onions so they used to hide it in the dosa and therefore they made the crisp dosa which gives the current form of masala dosa so you then added spices to it which were probably not required then the third layer which is happening today where there was a particular scientist from iisc she was i think researching on this and i was reading this article where now i'm i'm particularly picking up masala dosa here because it is not considered as fast food but a staple in bangalore and and supposedly healthy so a typical masala dosa is supposed to be somewhere between 250 to 275 calories uh, in uh, in its sort of uh, nutritional value but when she started looking at the way the dosa is made to make it more crispy the way the oil is being added and she evaluated from many places in bangalore and it averaged to more than 800 calories one dosa now if you are eating that kind of a meal as the first meal of your day what is it going to take a toll on your health and i come across a lot of bachelors who are working in bangalore who are not cooking themselves who are also obviously busy with work and then they prefer even having such masala dosa for dinner so now it's not also the fast food or the swiggy or the zomato but it kind of gets you attracted this this just is instantly you know giving you fulfilling your taste buds and then you kind of start eating that and assume that that's still healthy better than your fast food yeah no and absolutely and <clears throat> uh, the point was not only to what we call as fast food in terms of like a maggi or a burger only but as you said the food which we consume from the market especially you see the kind of innovation which is done there in the name of innovation many things are being done i was seeing at how a normal vada pav now it, now vada pav itself in mumbai context is a dosa kind of a thing what is dosa for bangalore is vada pav for mumbai and normal vada pav is already fried and whatever it is there on top of that the new variants of vada pav they include cheese extra butter so they put literally the amul butter on top of the okay. bread and then they put mayonnaise etc so i don't know so you are spoiling the original dish in the first place that's maybe uh, sounds purist but to be very honest it is vada pav is vada pav with some let's not call it spoiling that's... let's call it corrupting the dish yeah it's, it's <laughs> still correct. neutral I, yeah uh, and then and on top <laughs> of that corruption it is unhealthy making it more unhealthy maybe because some may also claim that no normal vada pav itself is not very healthy okay but at least it's a thing which you have been consuming but why make it more unhealthy by putting these additional things as you said adding calories for the sake of it mm. and also corrupting the uh, recipe in the first place that's right that's right and where this concern comes from prasanna in one of our earlier conversations is that we are at the cusp of making or breaking this nation and why I say why i say that is particularly india with over 1.3 billion population the 130 plus crore population and we have about 70% population under the age of 35 so if this young youth 
is going to eat something which is not healthy forget about native or non native but is not health conscious there is a very small slither of a percentage which is probably mindfully eating and then most of them on day to day basis are in the habit of eating unhealthy and, and unable to keep their watch the kind of toll that it's going to take not only on their health but the health of the nation is something which one has to really ask and that's why we are at this juncture where this one aspect can actually make or break the country and now coming to <clears throat> the awareness about it that's another problem and at a very different level because there is no awareness in the first place because when we get into the rut of things in the day to day activities things appear normal i remember the days when going to a nearby outlet and having maybe a cheese dosa or a cheese sandwich or things like that so it sounds very normal and natural what's the problem in that is what we think when is hungry maybe 3 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock you are hungry in the office so you want something so it looks very okay and the kind of again it's the same thing the butter and cheese and all which is going inside the body may not look very harmful but then that becomes a norm and then we are not even aware and present of what is happening and that's and when you are saying this i am at least counting myself also in that and i'm sure you will also you, yourself because we are part of the whole uh, con- uh, ecosystem which is uh, taking this toll and i'm sure in the coming time it will become very very difficult for us to break these habits and then find alternative habits because if, uh, it's something which we need to find a substitute hmm. and i think uh, it's not about breaking a habit it's about just becoming aware of what we are and so it's not that previously when like just remember when we were growing up it's not that we did not go to restaurants but going to a restaurant or eating uh, the the sort of beyond your day to day meal was a privilege as well as an occasional uh, event now the privilege and the occasional event is once in a while to probably eat healthy and that's sort yeah. of the irony here the second aspect the- is i i wanted to also touch upon the other aspect because as we are speaking few of our listeners may think that oh okay i am a part of this slither of a percentage and i've come across some of them who are really diet conscious extremely on the other end of the spectrum where they are completely sort of always aware of what they are supposed to eat what they are not supposed to eat unlike probably our parents or perhaps our grandparents generation who did not pay so much heed to what you are supposed to eat they just ate this it seemed but probably there was some level of awareness but let's not go there the other aspect is in the other end of the spectrum supposedly the people who are aware of what you are supposed to eat or not supposed to eat are also consuming certain things like protein powder or these highly processed food which gives you all the nutritional value but is it really good for your body probably scientifically proven yes but then who is funding this research is also to be questioned so that there, there, there is the irony there as well 
no no i absolutely agree with you and now first coming to the point of once in a while going to a restaurant to today's time when the restaurant is coming to our home now that's the shift which has happened with swiggy zomato which is not visible we only look at the logistic ease which we get uh, quick time order and then quickly getting that food at hand all those things we observe and we find it as a facility to a certain extent yes it is a facility but then along with that facility as you rightly pointed out the things which were once in a while like going to a restaurant in a month or maybe some in some people it would be a weekly affair that has now become a daily affair <laughs> and in most cases we have seen especially through the pandemic time these habits have strengthened a lot mm-hmm. uh, the way we developed some new habits or you can say new behaviors of uh, not touching things the way you, we used to touch things like a lift button or other mm-hmm. public places we now are cautious somehow that's a new adopted behavior in our body we are not as easily touching things in a local train or a metro or anywhere as we were in the pre pandemic era same way this ordering habits have also changed the instant order from swiggy and zomato has also changed and i know some cases where people have direct impact on their health to an extent that they had to be admitted oh. to the hospitals and uh, and they were told literally and then all the same type of things which goes with alcoholism or smoking uh, where you try to keep yourself away from the bottle in a way so same way people have deleted their swiggy apps from the mm. mobile so you can imagine to the extent it can go it may seem funny but then that's the reality and then you can't the point is deleting app is one thing but then because of the withdrawal symptoms you again upload the app and you start ordering more than what you were because you have compensating for the compensating for the control yes compensating for the control so all those things are happening all those things are happening yeah. which is a serious affair yeah and and there is another layer to this actually and i wanted to touch upon the way industry is corrupted so not just the restaurants but also packaged food that comes to you most of them are lying about the nutritional value so restaurants claim that this particular burger cost is is about 350 calories but in reality it is north of 550 calories a particular brand packaged instant noodle says that it's about 300 320 calories and it's again higher than that and not just that the absence of trans fat and all these things which come on the package supposedly are also a myth it's yeah, the biggest lie because what is yeah. shown is what you see but then what is hidden is something which we are completely unaware of most public the biggest lie is no sugar added that's yeah. the biggest lie because in everything there is sugar there is natural sugar which is present in almost all the juices and fruits and everything so the whole or maybe uh, sugar is not always in the form of saccharin or mm. uh, in the form of glucose which is there it is in different forms in different products so whenever there is this line of there is no sugar or no sugar added or mm. no additional sugar all those things are absolutely lie as you said and they mm. definitely have a negative impact on the body right right even the jaggery that comes to you is adulterated then you wonder whether to eat the white sugar or processed heavily processed sulfurous sugar or jaggery you don't know 
but and that and that's a placebo kind of to be very honest hmm. fooling ourselves by eating jaggery and saying that at least i am eating jaggery instead of hmm. sugar it is nothing but sugar it comes from the that's same it. source okay. and uh, there is uh, maybe it's a little pure poison <laughs> hmm. but that's what it is that that is what it is but we have to then therefore sometimes it it also makes you wonder that we get confused by the way i wanted to touch upon this aspect that knowing we get confused to as awareness so a lot of times we assume uh, particularly that if i'm uh, thinking that i know how much calories this has or what my body needs according to my bmi or something so so much of protein is required and and so you are you might be following a strict diet but that's knowing that's not awareness as opposed to the way our grandmothers generation used to have the food with the changing season she used to prepare a different kind of a meal and so i remember like uh, uh, hearing it from my mom about during sankranti you eat uh, more nuts and uh, sesame because it keeps your body warm and, and it makes sense and and nobody told us our festivals were aligned in that and and not just i'm talking about indian festivals as such but if you go through most civilizations be it in east asia uh, africa south americas uh and and you will see all the people sort of responding to the climate uh changing season their diet and what the body sort of accepts they were completely kind of aware of that in a way when when the when they feel good about what they have eaten or when they feel lethargic about what they have eaten they are sort of mindful of that that awareness is different from knowing how much of calories we are consuming absolutely so i think yeah so I, I as you rightly said awareness can be the first step for all of us just to see what it is in reality <clears throat> so to face that reality, that reality. Yeah. and then yeah 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 and apart from awareness there is one more thing which is just coming to my mind before we complete our conversation is you know whenever i go home uh, my mother asks me specifically what do you want to eat or something and i i would cherish that particular dish and she makes it and then you eat and you enjoy that meal and there is something and it may sound esoteric but when a food is prepared with love and care it nourishes your body differently as opposed to when you are cooking if you are attention is not in that if you are not paying enough attention to the way you handle the ingredients and then how it nourishes you now i don't know whether it is scientific or not whether we will it's a highly debatable topic but at least if i am to prepare my own meal if i am just aware of what ingredients i'm using how i'm using from the start of the preparation until i put it in my mouth if i'm just simply aware of that it will definitely feel different from within and that's probably again connecting back to the slow constant gratification as opposed to the instant gratification of getting your food on swiggy sw- clicking on the remote switching on your tv and sitting in front of it while your eyes are on the screen you're putting uh, food in your mouth without even realizing and then your meal is done 
at that note we hope that it allows you to raise questions about your own diet and really look at that during this new year's eve and i hope that it makes you aware of the food that we are consuming and we complete our today's conversation thank you for listening <laughs>